this is a okay. podcast, so you okay. I just I don't want people to see me with bad hair. No, no, like no one's gonna see you except yeah, me, I just but... I just gotta fix it just so that the when people are listening, they can't see. Okay, cool. I'm glad you clarified that. Okay, hi, welcome to the Strivix podcast. Um we're so excited to be here. I'm I don't even remember how to do this, Cammy. Any of this. It's been a minute, right? We've it's been, been like so long. Yeah, like um at least 30 days. What do we what what how do we what's it about again? Well, it's, it's a, a podcast, podcast about ceramics. Cer- no, ceramics. Well, oh. cereal, we I think we've hit okay. we think we've probably hit that topic. It's in just good. ceramics. We're gonna just talk about ceramics. I know it's really hour. limiting. It's really limiting. You're right. We should There's expand. No way you could fill an hour just talking about. Ceramics. What about a year? Oh God! Could you imagine? Oh, oh my, my God! God. Weren't we just talking to someone and they were like, "Yeah, on your podcast you were talking about how much you hated ceramics," and we felt so discouraged. Oh, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to address that. Um, I also want to talk about really quick, because that coupled with the fact that every time I, we do this podcast, I'm like, oh, I blew something up or my glaze went wrong. So I think mm. that those things are tied together. Because uh. now I was like thinking back to every time I fire my kiln, something something goes wrong. Like I fired my bisque to cone six the other day. I was going to not bring that up for you. I was going to not bring it up. Okay. So you guys, this is what happened. Gus was kind enough to come over to my studio and do a studio visit. But actually, Cammy was kind enough to like save me a bunch of shelves and a lamp. Right. So Uh, it was like, like, it was really nice. Yeah. Nice for both of us. So he's doing the studio visit. Now I like opened the kiln on accident. And then right in front of Gus, I saw that my bisque was really a cone six. Um, and it was like, so everything was overfired and it would be fine. Like if I were by myself, I'd be like, fuck, fucking fuck. Why do I do this? Um, ceramics. I mean, I hate ceramics and I would just spiral and then I'd finally throw it all away and get over it. But what happened was you just happened to be there to witness it, which is so embarrassing. Yeah. Like you were, you were really cool about it. You were like, I've done it. And then you just like moved on, <laughs> but I like couldn't let it go. I was like humiliated, but, but it's not just that. It's like every time I fire the kill and I'm like, oh, well it blew up. Oh, well, all the glazes didn't work. Oh, well, like, it's always do you think something. that is, do you think it's cause you're always trying something different? I think that, um, I think that when I think that I'm just rushing Yeah. the glazes, the glazes are not that, but definitely the kiln firing like is about rushing like I'm like oh I didn't realize that I needed to do like a three hour a three hour candle on my heavy ass pieces yeah so that's one of the things and then just like not having a kiln for that long and firing that much to know like the computer needs to be reset or whatever and really like it's a DOS like I could have programmed that computer DOS system yeah i really like the new the new touchscreen controllers yeah because they say what program you're firing and they show a graph of it so you can just like look you don't have to hit the review button and watch it slowly blink out 
but I'm firing a manual kiln at my studio. Oh, right. And I blow stuff up in there. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to like, um, old school style, you have to get a brick, a kiln brick. Yeah. <laughs> prop the yeah, lid. Yeah, do like lid open for an hour, yes. lid almost closed for two hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old days. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so to wrap up that story, um, thanks for the studio visit. I actually, it was really helpful and I'm Thank moving for forward. Yeah. Did you set them up? One, one of the two. Okay. Also, Gus, there's something that I need to talk to you about that was like really, I was creeping on you the other day so hard. Uh-oh. So Nadine and I teach a class online for Brooklyn Clay, a Zoom class, ceramics, hand building. And she was doing her demo and she, you and her share a studio and you were in the yeah. background working on your painting. Yeah. But I could see you. Wait, you could just see me standing in the background painting? Yes, but but I was like, oh my God, because you which, were- Did you notice my painting technique, which is like do two yes. seconds worth of work and then sit in the chair for well... 15 minutes and then do 30 seconds worth of work and then sit in the chair and stare at it. And then keep remixing, be like, I need a gray. And then you mix it and you paint it on. And you're like, I guess I don't really know what colors work together. <laughs> I didn't notice that as much as the fact that you were like three inches away from your painting the whole time. Oh, I stand so close. Oh I my God. So I was close. like, what is happening? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, if I've been painting for a while, I, I like can't see anything because I stand so close. Oh my to my, God. I, I like stand like with my head almost touching the painting. Which make, which that's why you have to go sit down all the time because that is so crazy. I was just like, <laughs> how is he doing that? Is he going to do like a 25 hour painting like that? Or what, however many hours it's going to take you. Maybe more. It was I don't shocking. know how to paint. I don't know how to paint. But I'm I don't learning. know how else would you do that. You wouldn't do it on a tabletop, right? I did. I do some parts of it on tabletop. Oh. And the, but that really sucks too because you're hunched over. But that's how I do my ceramic ones. Hunched over. Hunched over on little, yeah. Oh Sometimes my in my lap. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be better than standing looking at it three inches away. Yeah, it is mind-boggling. It uh, really is. But you don't hang the tiles. Not usually. Like no, usually I do it on my table. So what I'm asking Gus is like, he has, you know, the clay tiles and right now he's working on canvases, right? Panels. Oh, okay. Panels. Wood panels, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Actually, it's not, but I like what I'm, I like what it is, but I really don't like doing it. Oh, it's look, I mean, it looks terrible from afar. Thank you. But the paint, I didn't actually see the painting. <laughs> I just saw you. Ugh. Painting. that looked terrible yeah <laughs> I was like Woo! I didn't realize that you could see me in the background well I think I don't I think she moved her tape I don't know what happened she moved her table or something <laughs> because you, we didn't used to see you yeah but um Exciting. and then sometimes I like start laughing and I'm like oh there's Gus oh Gus is in and the whole class is like who the fuck is Gus yeah, yeah but it's yeah. a real blast yeah. Anyway, so I'm sorry for creeping on you, but I did want to bring it up during the podcast. Yeah, I don't know how to paint, but I'm learning. I share a studio with a painter, and I can tell she, uh, it drives her crazy, like, to watch me paint, because I do it all so wrong. Like, I just do it, like, I just don't know what I'm doing, so I do things way in the wrong order. 
And I can see she just can't, she can't even, in the same way that like, I can hardly look at people that don't know how to center a pot. You know, I just want to be like, you're doing it wrong. You got to, yeah. Um, the, a disapproving glance from a painter is probably like the best you can do. Like, well, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to insult all the painters, just the ones that are like 100% snobs and call their gallerist their dealer. Do you know what I mean? Um, Great. And I hope I'm she, well on my way. I hope she keeps disapproving until yeah. your painting's done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even really know. Are there like rules and stuff? Like, how do you know you're doing it wrong? Um, I think there's just like an order of operations that you should follow. You know, like with ceramics, I had it figured out where it was like, oh, you like do this part when it's a wet tile. Then like when it comes out of bisque, you do this part first so that you got the ground for this. And then, and you like stack things up in a way so that it's, um, like I did this thing where I painted, it's like essentially a four foot by four foot panel all covered in two inch tile yeah. with grout lines that are like, they vary depending on where they are, but like between an eighth of an inch and maybe three sixteenths of an inch. And I painted all the tile and then I had to go back and hand paint all the grout lines, but, and it's like, uh... like I should have painted the grout first and then I should have painted the tile on top of it because Right. But I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm still not done with it. But I've been with, working on it for like, but it drives me crazy. So I, have, I can only work on it for like a couple of days and then I got to take a break. But you would have had to like, because you taped, no, because you taped off the grout lines. This may not make sense to everybody, but you taped off your grout lines, right? Yeah. But I found, so one of the best things about New York is that you just find stuff all the time, like good stuff. And I found masking tape that's probably 14 inches wide and I've just been masking off huge areas in my paintings oh whoa yeah. oh. and then I go in with an exacto knife and cut them all out oh so you so you put the whole so now I'm gonna yeah. so now I'm gonna tie I'm gonna and I'm really excited about it that but makes that's how you do it right my painting teacher Sarah Allwine who we talk about on every episode right uh said that uh, painters don't really use masking tape very much, but I do. Well, you do. I don't know what really, I'm doing. Well, you're doing really tight lines, and also you would do that in ceramics. Yeah, I love masking. I love masking. I wish that 3M would sponsor me, or maybe not 3M. They're probably like a really terrible company, but they're a Minnesota company. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah so they like give me some wefsa maybe too. Oh, okay, we'll see. There's... I'll put a tag. I'll tag them in this episode and see if we get a response. <laughs> which we won't uh we probably won't yeah i is this how are we doing this right i but, think we're podcasting yeah we i think so right now yeah yeah and overall do you mean or i'm not sure okay it's pretty early yeah i'm gonna be honest i had a lot of drinks last night you did good for yeah. you what'd you yeah. do yeah, my friend came out of quarantine finally, and it was his big, one of his big, he had a big day out. We had a big day out together. Nice. Yeah, we went to um, Home Depot, and we went out Bad to dinner, start. and Bad. then we just started drinking. Which Home Depot? Uh, Long Island City, which is actually an excellent Home Depot, Yeah. even on a Saturday. 
So what about you? What else you got? I fired a piece to cone 10, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, in a, okay. In a reduction kiln. I'll put the Y. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, that's exciting because that's not your normal. No. Yeah, it's like, why is cone 10 looking good all of a sudden? Because I don't have access to a cone 10 kiln, I think. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. You, when you're yeah. doing like electric for years and years and then you like see something come out of cone 10 you're like that's so beautiful yeah because you're i was i still don't care that much about it but i'm starting to care about cone 10 reduction firing which is weird but just because it's so like you can get some crazy surfaces without a without much work yeah right yeah because you fire some great pieces in cone like 10. your demo pots from the y are like good pieces yeah they i really started so i make so many fucking demos for all the classes i teach that i was like sick of making crappy demo pots so i just sort of kind of turned it so i would actually make pieces that i liked that are also demo pots so then i started making these pieces that you're talking about and yeah now i like love them and i just want to make that yeah <laughs> They're great. They, yeah, they look like they don't look like anything you could possibly get anywhere else. They look like burned primary yeah. colors. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. If you get the right, if you get the right everything, glazes and stuff. So today on the podcast, Gus, remember our conversation with Yuna? Yeah. Yeah. This was like one of the ones, like Cammy, you know, you and I, we joke we kid and I'm always like man I wish that we didn't have a podcast and you're like uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but these are like the types that like I love talking to our friends so much but this was an episode where I was like oh this is this is why it's like really worth it to have it because you meet these people that like I knew her work but I didn't know her at all and it was such a fun like it was a fun night just recording with her yeah Um, and the work's great but I like I like the work before but I like it so much more after talking to her too same exactly I didn't know her and I just liked her work a lot a lot and then yeah. then we're like old friends it felt like really fun yeah so um yeah here she is you and I Okay, there's a couple things that's hilarious right now. It's Friday night at 7.30 yeah. and three New Yorkers are like, yeah, I can do a podcast. Like yeah. we don't, we literally yeah. don't have, have anything to do on Friday night. This is so crazy. Like yeah. in what world do we live in? I know, but I, I'm starting to kind of love that world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I'm getting really worried now that I see things going back to normal. Me too. Uh, how about you, Cammy? Are you are you excited or worried? I mean, it's just like I'm just like constantly surprised. Like today, I was like, "It's Friday night, <laughs> okay." I think yeah. I'd probably like go out to dinner or something. Something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Something. Our um, openings. Yeah have have you um, been going to those like 
going out to dinner or going to yeah. art openings. So yeah, usually we we yeah, I go out to dinner once a week usually, just because my boyfriend works in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. so he really like likes to support. And also, I'm so burned out with cooking. Yeah, like, I'm so burned out. Like yeah. I can't handle it anymore. What about yeah. you? Uh, no, I haven't gone to a restaurant since lockdown, pretty much. Um, but I think I'm just being more cautious. And also, I don't know. I think that uh, things uh, we make at home just taste better. I, have, I don't know. Maybe we just got used to, we can just cook for our taste. So um, I'm always disappointed if we get takeout. We've done that a few times and we're just like, eh, it's not worth it or whatever. And that's how we feel. T- that's yeah. how we were getting too. Gus, what about you? Yeah, I'm, see, like, I'm a really terrible cook. Um, so I just eat sandwiches all the time. So anytime I want anything other than a sandwich or pasta, I have to get takeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, Gus, you're not missing I'm getting anything. better. I'm getting better. Slowly. <laughs> Slowly. Um, you, that's good. Yeah, you have, like, you have some... You have some recipes that you like. I make a mean meatloaf, you know? Mm. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So are you in your studio? Yeah. So um, this is my home studio. Uh, uh, I used to have to share it with my husband, but um, (laughs) I've somehow (laughs) taken over. Nice. Nice. Yeah. uh, So, yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, like the biggest room in our apartment. Uh, It's it's larger than all the other rooms combined. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird space where it's meant for people who work at home, I guess. Uh, uh, and it, you know, so I think we kind of lucked out um, with that. Uh, so it's been, it's been kind of nice to uh, be able to still, you know, do work while, while, you know, not leaving the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, but I haven't really been able to do like anything large scale. Where do you live? What neighborhood are you? Uh, I'm in Brooklyn Heights. <clears throat> oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we moved from San Francisco uh, to uh, Brooklyn and I wanted like a really soft transition, you know, because yeah. yeah, like uh, a, a lot of uh, like New York and Brooklyn, I feel like can be kind of more gritty and uh even though we didn't know anyone that lived in this neighborhood, we just, I just felt like I, it doesn't matter. Like, I just want to live someplace where I walk out and see trees. And it's good that neighborhood. Yeah. It's but on a side note, you're right. Like, Brooklyn Heights has the worst food in New York City. Yes. It's so, so bad. So now we like, we've circled back around because that's why you don't eat out because it's garbage. Yes. Like, I totally eat to work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If I lived in a different neighborhood, I definitely would eat out more. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you're so right. I don't know how you know this, but it's the worst. It's and so I, bad. Yeah. I think they just don't have to try as hard because they get just business from um, the downtown Brooklyn or something. Like all the food places just can live off the lunch crowd or I don't know what, but that's my theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like Hale and Hardy and if that's even still there. But yeah, I used to work over there. Ah, okay. So yeah. even the lunch was terrible. Yeah, everything. <laughs> I just don't understand it. It was really hard going coming over to San Francisco with all the really good food to come here and just it's just so it was appalling, like what what you could get for Gus, seriously, yeah. it's like trash. It's yeah. trash. It's the worst food you've ever well, I it's love like the upper side. Over there. 
Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, like that that park that they built. Oh, that's that's amazing. I love going down there and biking and Yeah. 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 So Um when did you come from San Francisco? A long time ago. Okay, let okay. me try to remember. Uh <laughs> I keep getting it wrong cuz I I like get stuck on one one like um like the last time someone asked me. So then I'll say something like 10 years, but then I'll think back later. Oh no, it's been actually 15 years. Yeah, you said so, that 5 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so to really think about it um so it was we moved here i think 2004 so cool. yeah so it's been a very long time nice. um yeah how do, how do you like having the studio at home that was like my dream when i was moving and i, uh, and I almost found the right spot but it, i did i missed out it's good and bad i mean uh I, it's definitely harder to have um like be focused for a longer period of time because you know it's like oh I can do laundry I can sleep, yeah. you know slip in all these chores and that's why and, I think I would be like that's why because in my head I'm like oh I can cook dinner while I'm but yeah I, yeah I could see yeah. it being a problem yeah yeah because then you find yourself working like all day long but yeah. even though you're technically not but it feels like it because you are breaking it up doing all these chores and doing other things but 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 it is really nice that you can do that and um you know, I, 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 I wish that ideally, like my perfect situation would be that I would still have my studio at home, but I would have to like go outside, like go out into the garden or something and then go into a shed. Like that would yeah. be the best. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would be ideal. Cause then I would at least go outside because <laughs> I feel like having the studio at home, is really dangerous. Like some, like during lockdown, some weeks I didn't go outside at all, you know, and then it just, yeah 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 um, that was when when things were really locked down like I would only I would just ride my bike my studio is like one block up and then like a mm -hmm. 10 minute bike ride down and I would just like do this weird oval back and forth <laughs> just to my studio and back and that was the only time I'd go outside yeah and I'd get in there and I'd just scurry into my studio. yeah yeah that, that seems I, I like that I envy that because like I think when we first went into the lockdown I, th I don't think I went out to, outside for a month or something or something crazy oh. where, <laughs> like, I took that so seriously yeah. but, but I was also sick so you know <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't go outside but I remember going outside and being like oh my god it's so amazing um, yeah you didn't like go outside and immediately get sunburned or anything. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> you're like, like my eyes. Yeah. I mean, it kind of felt that way, but you know, I had the mask, so it was just okay. only some of my skin was touching the outside, so it was it was okay. <laughs> That's really funny. I was telling Gus before the podcast, I was like, I can't believe we lived in the same city, and like, but of course, with the year of quarantine yeah. you know what I mean it's impossible really to meet anybody new except this yeah. is so fun yeah 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 um I, I I've been to Brooklyn once to visit um uh a friend that had been at Greenwich House uh because that's where I used to normally go to do ceramics yeah. um and yeah it was really nice uh and yeah I don't know what happened I was, I was thinking, I was looking for a studio and then, cause I, I'm still kind of thinking about, oh, do I want to like have a more um, uh, ceramics friendly uh, space at home, you know, like and yeah. get a kiln or something. Um, but I don't know. I, I, it, I think it's too much. Like I, it's already, I don't have space. So to 
also be having a making space for a kiln would be ridiculous but yeah but what I, yeah what on your like on your instagram you're like you're doing some like hot ass shit with um, <laughs> polymer clay so do you even care about clay anymore that's like Oh, like, who yeah. cares? That polymer clay is looking so good. Can I say that on a ceramics podcast yeah. that oh, I might yeah. never do ceramics again? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's, this is a great last podcast for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I started doing polymer clay because I was really interested in doing Naracomi, you know, and I thought, oh, I'll just practice with polymer clay because it'll just be easier. I don't have to deal with all the mixing the different colors or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, you can work a lot smaller and all that. Uh, and yeah, I really enjoy it, but you know, after you bake it, you just still can't get that kind of finish that you can get with ceramic. So. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I was also, but it seems cause you've worked with tons of materials like for a long time, it seems like, right. I'm not, was, yeah. <laughs> not, I think I've worked with the most materials this year, like just okay. working with other things because, um, I, I started teaching uh, like a 3D course for illustrators at Parsons. And so I kind of had to like, um, you know, uh, learn more or try to use more materials than I, I, I was comfortable with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, uh, so I did, I started just like, and I also started teaching an online course at, at Greenwich House uh, about using alternate materials to clay. Okay. Um, so then I, you know, kind of went off the, I don't know deep end just <laughs> researching and trying out things um uh but like before that I I was mostly doing ceramic um I I had a back I have a background in animation and like uh, graphic design um and uh like my first first uh I don't know um attempt at doing like sculpture uh, outside of college was uh ceramic basically okay yeah, I think I may have even said this on the podcast at some point, but I was like so deep in ceramics when I was in school that one mm -hmm. summer I was going away. And I, at that point, I had just gotten, I'd gotten close with the photography professor. And I was like, yeah. I want, I didn't want to stop making work over the summer, Yeah. but everything that I did was with clay. And I yeah. like went to his office and I was like, Matt, like, I want to keep making work, but I, I want to have a kiln. And I was just wondering like, like, what else can I use? like as a material and he was like he like couldn't even understand what I was asking him and I was like I was like yeah like what like he was like what do you mean and I was like like what other materials can I make art with and yeah. he was like what <laughs> it, it literally anything you want that's hilarious yeah. yeah I guess I come from the opposite side because I didn't even know about ceramics like yeah. I don't know how I went through art school without knowing about ceramics like it just never entered my consciousness like I just never noticed ceramics at all yeah. until later on in my life. And, and you uh, went to RISD, right? Yeah, I went to RISD. Yeah, which is like a good ceramic school. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and I had no idea that they even had a ceramics program. Like I, so I, like the illustration program was kind of, and then the animation, which I was also kind of like, kind of doing a double major. Um, uh, it was very uh, separated from like the sculpture or fine art. Uh, I think okay. it is really separate, right? Like. It's, I feel like it's really, I, I don't know a lot about it, but I do know that Seth MacFarlane went there, which everybody knows that. Yeah. Which is like yeah. a huge, um, a huge thing for the, and for like that whole department, right? Yeah. That's like part of the school. 
Yeah, which is interesting because he was in my ear and um oh, okay. and like yeah, yeah. So he did like super, you know, um uh uh, uh narrative, uh cartoony uh work and the whole department was that was led by this woman that does very experimental work and everyone was just kind of like, What are you doing? Why aren't you just like a stand-up comic or something? Like why are you making stand-up comedy with a animation uh but then he had the last word and you know kind yeah. of <laughs> became like, like a million times more successful wow. than anyone that went through the department so um wow. yeah I mean like I had to admire that about him that even though everyone around him all his peers his teachers were all kind of being you know oh that's not art or whatever he still did what he wanted to do and had kind of a vision about what he wanted to do uh, even at such a kind of um impressionable age you know so yeah <clears throat> that's ridiculous so what how like when did you first like get into clay how did it happen uh so we're talking about it like it's like a cult when did you yeah. join the <laughs> but it is like that because you just kind of do it just thinking like you want one thing and the next thing you know it's taken over your life like I started yeah. because I wanted to have uh some like decorative poodles by like um our you know decorative fireplace like it's a non-functioning fireplace I want but I wanted to have some fancy poodle things um and I just couldn't find any and thought a oh, good I way to get into clay yeah. <laughs> <So good. laughs> and then I couldn't I was like oh it won't take me that long to make it I I've made art I can do this and then it was like horrifying because I just I felt like I was like trying to make things with with gloves on or like you know just I just was just, like so amazed because like on the computer you have pixel level control and you can just do whatever and then the clay was just 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 like I just was just dumbfounded by it and so uh, they got me really really involved and I still haven't made those poodles and I feel like if I do it no no because if I do it I, it's gonna be the end so I'm just like I'm gonna wait until the end to make them um yeah it's it's just it's just uh variations of that or I'm getting I'm getting closer I think but um still I haven't made the ones that I've, I've been kind of imagining uh, now I'm kind of afraid to uh, <laughs> <laughs> how can you live up to your own expectations yeah 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 uh yeah but but yeah it's it is true like it started off very slowly and then next thing I know it's like oh I'm trying to figure out how I can make a living doing this um mm, right right so yeah wait did you figure that out because we want to know yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no I mean I don't I mean I kind of I don't know I mean uh I figured out that it's very difficult, <laughs> you know, um, and um, I'm, I'm doing like, I mean, it helps to do other things, you know, because, um, yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I don't know how that, how it, how it all works, really. Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I really thought, like, I really thought, like, okay, once I, like, get through school, mm -hmm. like, it'll, it'll probably get easy after that, you know, like, I just got to get through that part, and but it didn't get any easy. It actually just got worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the bummer ceramics cut podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, this is fun. Yeah. It's it, nice, actually. We're yeah. going to lift you up and then crush you down. <laughs> no, but like, I, because I, I also had this whole other career, you know, where I got involved in trying to make money. And I don't yeah. want that to happen again with ceramics because it's something I really enjoy. And I don't want to start thinking of it in terms of how like a uh, way to make money because I feel like it changes my whole relationship with it so I'd rather 
have my other thing that I do in order to um, that's just that's ruined already and then yeah. you know have something like kind of more dear to me that I don't have to really like um, make any compromises in order to to uh, sell the work or make money with it um, I think that's like the freedom from money and ambition it's like how to get to a like almost a buddhist level where you don't have to have the confines of those things against you while you're trying to just like make things that you love like that even that you love to do but you have to do it I don't know I get it though (laughs) but yeah but people there's also on the other side I feel like there's a lot of um opportunity there's so many different ways to have a life in ceramics like it's not just one thing it's like you know I think for a long time and me and maybe a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to get a te- full-time teaching job. Yeah, that was and, always my yeah. plan. Yeah. But I think like there are alternates to that one, you know, it doesn't have to be just one thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but with ceramics, it does seem like having a full-time teaching job also gives you the studio. So, yeah. right. Yeah. So that's kind of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's worth a lot. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I don't know <laughs> maybe I don't know I don't know you also have like um a lot of responsibility I'm like yeah. trying to like look at the bad side of teaching but if I'm like well you have the students so but that's yeah. so terrible <laughs> yeah you can't say that I love, I love teaching okay woo yeah. um, <laughs> but you do but you get to te- you're teaching too so yeah. you've been teaching for a while, right? No, I started last year. So oh, my nice. first semester teaching was uh, in the spring of last year. So in the middle of that semester, we transitioned to um, online. Oh, so, I'm so uh, sorry. What a but, rough, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I, 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 now I'm kind of enjoying it because not having to commute is amazing. Like amazing. Because, oh, you know, yeah. you do have to like add extra two hours more you know to make sure yeah. you get there in time and whatever so yeah yes I'm I'm, I'm kind of not looking forward to uh, <laughs> in person yeah I yeah. I also I love teaching online too I love the like you like you're like there in your studio you like flip yeah. it up you're like okay let's go and then yeah. you're like okay well bye yeah hold it down that's yeah. awesome yeah and I like being able to see everyone at once like the same because like like a lot of times like you have to I don't know like it sounds really crazy but I like you don't have to turn your head like it's like they're all right in front of you and so that, I, I I like that a lot um yeah whatever yeah um so what's the best thing that you've learned or what's the best new material you've learned about in the past year Oh, are, are you not are you not working with clay at all right now no i'm not um uh like i've reglazed some things but that's it like i haven't made any new work with clay uh i've been i like i'm, I'm really enjoying the polymer clay and i started doing um like working with like a 3d printing pen and i i like that a lot too um the wait the I, wait 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 the one that's in like the instagram ads like the one that you like. I don't get the ads for those. So I don't know what it well, means. you will now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. 
I know exactly what Campus is <laughs> okay. talking about. <laughs> okay. Oh, you get those ads. Okay. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think so. That, that's the one. Um, it's just like a pen that where you stick a, it's like a, it's like a glue stick basically, but with a very, very tiny glue stick that with that are different colors. So it's basically he's heating up a filament of plastic and extruding it, you know, um, and it just like cools pretty quickly so that you can, you know, make shapes that or build on it. Um, and I've, I've just, I've enjoyed uh, working with that material and kind of combining it with um, uh, unfinished ceramic pieces because I have so much of those and I've just been saving just, I don't know, just so many random pieces that I, I feel like they'll come in handy someday and they're finally coming in handy. So yeah, um, cool. yay, I know. So that's <laughs> like, like things I like, I don't know, like things that broke and like, or things that I feel like one day will become something, even though I, I don't even know what it is, you know, just, <laughs> I just have so much. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm starting to kind of um, use more materials and kind of mixing it with my ceramics. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. Um, and also uh, kind of uh, getting into more mold making um, and just kind of fabricating things um, in a 3D modeling program and 3D printing it and then making a mold in order to, you know, either make ceramic pieces or um, other materials or cast other materials. Um, so yeah, I've been That's cool. really getting into that too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, do you uh, find yourself getting really into just that sort of process? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I I get really really into um, uh, watching uh, tutorials on YouTube. <laughs> I think I spent like half my half my lockdown doing that. Um, uh, like almost in like an obsessive, unhealthy way, though. I feel like. Uh, uh, but um, but then I just think, oh, it's, it's useful. So it's OK, and, yeah. you know, but I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I, I uh, uh, yeah, I really enjoy the process and kind of learning uh, techniques. Um, and I feel like because uh, like all the diff like different materials and different techniques kind of um, have kind of their own stories, I feel like, and uh, being able to use them and incorporate them into another like, uh, another piece, um, I think is uh kind of uh, like a important element of how I like to work. Like even with my animations, I combine a lot of different styles and techniques. Um, I just like putting things that kind of seem like they shouldn't belong together and make them work somehow. So uh, yeah, I like that challenge, I guess. I, I think it's also interesting how you're like kind of trying to build bridges between the like haptic materials and the, you know, computer aided design materials or like the 3d yeah. materials so i think do you think about that are you like balancing are you like trying to balance your life between like screen time versus like hand time is that something that you're like i gotta get away from this or i want to like try to like put them together smash them together yeah, like I've always been like really interested in um, kind of uh, using uh, the computer as an aid in making work and um, kind of making things that you're not sure whether uh, I made it on the computer or if I made it by hand or, you know, just kind of uh, blurring that distinction, you know, because um, uh, there it just makes it just lets you be able to do so much more than if you um 
just tried to do everything uh, by hand or, you know, um, without the use of the technology, I feel like. Uh, so, um, and, and sometimes I do feel a little bit like, oh, I'm not going to work with any material things. I'm just going to make digital work. Because every time I think that, it's when I'm packing work, like for a show or something. And I just think, I, I just can't deal with all the, the physicality of like um, the objects sometimes, because it's just overwhelming or just too much to, um, uh, yeah, like... It's, it takes up a, um, a mental space too, even though it's, you know, like it, it's just because it takes up physical space. So um, uh, yeah, I, I go I go there a lot where I think that, oh, I'm, not, I'm just gonna go digital now, but then um, I always end up coming back because it, it it's just not as fun, you know? Like th there are still um, barriers. Like it's not as uh, fluid as just moving your hand like you're still kind of having to use an interface and it's not real you know like real life so yeah yeah um, uh, <laughs> well, so but um my parents just came to visit this this made me think of it because you're talking about making digital work um and they're like accepting of the fact that they have two kids that decided to be artists now yeah. you know yeah um but anytime there's like stuff in the news where it looks like there's a way to make money. Yeah. Like I'll get like a time magazine in the mail and stuff like that. And yeah. You to visit and they brought me an article on NFTs. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, you're not going to go that route now. Cause it seems like according to my dad, there's really big money in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like when I first heard about it, I thought, awesome. But then the more you read about it and all the kind of environmental impacts, yeah, then you just yeah. think like, oh no, that just yeah. sounds horrible. I just can't do that. Uh, you know, so I'm going to wait until um, there's, uh, I think there is ones that are, are don't take up the same amount of energy um, that are uh, being developed. So I'm going to wait until those are uh, available before okay. going there like I just I just can't um it just seems too too awful and and kind of really like the world just you know just seems like it's getting crazier and crazier and that whole concept is like I don't know it's just I don't I, I, I don't. honestly can't like wrap my head around it still I, I don't think um yeah yeah it, it is really uh really strange like I I I I don't understand the people that actually want to own the own the NFTs basically. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where I am because like I do, I really understand wanting to like own objects and I yeah. really love having objects around. Yeah. But yeah, I can't, but I don't think I like love it in a way because it's an exclusive thing as much yeah. as I just like, there's something about its presence and also I really love handmade stuff because mm -hmm. I, I can feel that sort of connection but yeah maybe we should try and talk to somebody that is buying <laughs> nfts yeah um, <laughs> because yeah, i agree with you like it, the, the object does kind of connect you to the the creator you know like you, yeah. you sense that connection with like the time they spent making it and you just can feel like you know just even being able to see the marks that they made and uh like for the NFTs, it sounds like people are just buying the autographs and not the artwork, you know, because yeah. that's essentially yeah. what you're getting. Yeah. And, but then it's like, I don't care if a work is signed or not. Like, yeah. I just want the thing. <laughs> so it, like, it just seems crazy to be just selling autographs basically. Yeah. Um, 
and then people thinking like the autograph itself is valuable. Uh, from what I've heard or like read, it just seems like a lot of the investors are people who had made money easily off M NFTs and they're just kind of wanting to build up the hype around it because they yeah. own it. Oh, you know, so yeah. then it kind of makes it seem like uh, it's all like just made up stuff, like a big bubble. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, but maybe it'll never burst. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just so crazy that I can't imagine it that people who own it will let that happen. So they'll just kind of keep buying into it or something or, or, or contributing to building the bubble. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's just like, like just another fiction that mm -hmm. just like you put value on. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we're really, humans are really good at that. As yeah. per the book Sapiens, uh, everything is based, everything we do is based on one sort of fiction or another. Yeah, but I, yeah, it. it's so crazy. Like, but also you're right. Like it would be in their best interest to hype their own, to add value to their own portfolio, you know, or their own collection or whatever. So why not if you can? Yeah, yeah. But then you see some of the NFT works. You're like, what? You know, know. it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get. We'll get there. Yeah. But like after this podcast, we'll all have. We'll all be like trying to do NFTs and just yeah. throw it. Why not? But also, <laughs> it's Friday night. Let's yeah. do NFTs. Yeah, not only are we doing this like on a Friday night, but this is gonna end, and then I'm gonna be like. I don't really know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. I don't, should, do I just go to bed early? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so some of my favorite pieces of yours are your 3D, your 3D modeled pets. Um, the first ones I saw on Instagram, I was like, oh, what a great, I was like, those look ancient. Mm, okay. They look like ancient cartoons. I was like, it's perfect. I, I love like, that. Ancient yeah, they, yeah, they really did. Yeah. Gus, have you seen them? I don't think so. They're like, right now. they're probably, I mean, they're from what, a couple years ago, maybe? Uh, yeah, like, you mean the 3D printed ceramic? Um, uh, yeah, I feel like I, they I were like, so. head, they were like heads and like the, the clay would just be like, like when it got to the end of the printing, the clay oh, yeah. was sort of like, yeah, I love those pieces so much. Well, thank you. Yeah, so those were made with the ceramic 3D printer. Um, uh, I did a residency at Greenwich House um, used to, to do 3D printing. Um, and then the printer we use, I, I used was uh, like a DIY printer. So it was very uh, kind of finicky and didn't work properly. Uh, so uh, um, I kind of tried to take advantage of, of those mistakes, um, made a series kind of built around that. Um, and so I don't think like it, it's a lot. I, I, for, and since then I've worked on with uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, printers made uh, professionally, <laughs> you know, actually did what it was supposed to. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is kind of, uh, so the, that, so the, the one I was using had a lot of kind of personality um, and, it, you know, it's, you can still recreate the mistakes, but um, I'm glad that was the one I kind of started with and um, explored uh, 3D printing with, because um, it kind of made me discover a lot of things that I might not have if I just kind of started out uh, with something that actually worked. Uh, did you, cause you make, cause this, like your fig, like you have that style of figure, but 
do you feel like the 3D printed, did it feel closer to you or further away? Were you just, or did you have any feelings about it or was it like magic to watch the thing? Uh, well, I started my, I got interested in it because I had been uh, coil building with, uh, you know, that as part of my practice and had been like, but leaving the coils exposed and I wanted to get the coils smaller and smaller and smaller. And eventually like, I just couldn't work with coils. <laughs> and then I saw the 3d printer and it was doing, you know, extruding the coil. And so, uh, then, uh, then I was just using that as kind of like really tiny fingers basically. And, and, um, you know, still kind of hand building in the sense that I would like hold things up or, you know, kind of uh, move things around to, um, to make it uh, uh, kind of more organic, how the shapes fell, you know, and, or either building my models that way. Uh, so um, it, it was more of an, like a tool extension rather than something that was uh, completing a task for me. It was just a, a back and forth. Um, can we, can we just, talk about like the fast the fascination of actually watching the thing being 3d printed it's just like you could just watch it all day like, yeah like what's it gonna do next like you know, know what it's gonna do you're like looking <laughs> at the screen of the thing that it's making it's still you're like wow and yeah. you just like watch the stupid machine go in circles you're like wow for like two hours like, yes <laughs> It's so true. And then like for a long time, the 3D printer at Greenwich House was right next to the sink. So everyone who was using the sink would come and like stand in front of me to watch that. And I'd be like, excuse me, I'm, I'm using the printer. I need to be in front of it. But they just would like, once they start looking, people cannot look away. Like, I don't yeah. know what's so fascinating about, but it is. It's like so uh, hypnotic how that, <laughs> that coil comes out. <laughs> Is it because it's just, what do you think? Is it because it's new? I don't know, but we, we have ours in the window at Brooklyn Clay and people walk up like they are at a zoo and they'll just <laughs> like, they just stare like, no, yeah. Well, no. someone, sorry, someone said it was a scatological like thing like, <laughs> <laughs> to me like, while I was working with it. They're like, oh yes, this is because of <laughs> what? <laughs> It's because of our obsession with, you know. Uh, I can't uh, wait to say that to the next person that's looking at it. Yes. It's like so wrong and so right. You're like, what? Then you're like, well, yeah. No, yeah. What? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, in, in looking for the, the heads that Cammy was talking about, I came across the poodle tower. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is great, which I know because is it in the. Anton Reinders ceramic process book or how do I know? Okay, so I went to um, EKWC, the book yeah. that he uh, uh, made that from. Um, and so while I was there, I went to the Rijks Museum and there it's like a Dutch uh, flower pyramid. That's like a style of um, uh, flower pots they had where they started with a bigger piece and like it just got gradually smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, and then you just put, you know, it's like a, just like a pyramid style uh, flower. Um, that pot and uh so and I had been working with 3d printing and I thought it'd be like the perfect vehicle for kind of what I was doing which was uh 3d hand building a piece 3d scanning it and then 3d printing it and then 3d scanning the print and then having it kind of like deteriorate like kind of xerox of a xerox style yeah. and so 
Um, I had done that uh, with other pieces, and, but they were all separate pieces. And I felt like it just wasn't quite working as I, like how I'd imagined. But when I saw the uh, poodle, I mean, the uh, uh, tulip flower pyramid or tulip pyramid, I forget exactly what how they refer to it, but okay. like it has the word tulip and tower or pyramid or something in it. And um, and then I thought, oh yeah, that'd be like the perfect way to do this technique that I've been wanting to um, do. And so it starts off with two hand-built bases and then I um, 3D scanned and 3D printed them until they just like become like kind of blobs at the top. Um, and that's basically, and I made it <laughs> there and they were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so great. <laughs> I don't know if they were offended or what they thought, <laughs> but, um, but I felt like since it was like kind of influenced by like, you know, Chinese ceramics and, uh, you know, the Dutch was kind of appropriating it. I felt like, okay, for me to appropriate it, yeah, you know, cool. like it's just going back and Good. forth. Yeah. And we'll just see, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Great. Sure. How, how was it being there? I mean, I, oh. I've always heard really amazing things about what is possible there. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I wish I had a bit like a bigger, like, goal in mind when I went like I, I, you know, uh, I would love to go back and have bigger projects that I wanted to execute because it's just like the perfect place for making big projects because they thought of everything like, you know, how floors like if you're like, uh, like using a forklift or something to move your very delicate piece like there's always like a bump. They oh, made it so that there's yeah. no bump going to a kiln, you know, so like there's no way it could, you know, so like all those kinds of things. And like, there's grates all over the, around, like, so that you just have to hose your floor, you know, like just things like that. And everyone gets their own uh, air compressor and their own sink in their, uh, you know, little, you know, in their studio space. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And like, I know the price is high, but you can get a grant and that makes it like really cheap. It's like cheaper than being in New York yeah. studio space. So um, like I was always kind of turned off because I just saw that first number and thought, oh my God, this is nuts, you know? And then someone told me like, oh, there's this grant. And then um, then I, I went for it. And um, yeah, it's uh, super affordable because they also have things like um, like all the materials that you would need. Like you don't have to go to the store. They just, you can buy it like just, write it on a log and just take it like in their from their supply booths you know whatever um wow. so uh nothing can like stop the flow of working and um the the where you stay or live or sleep it's the buildings are connected so you can like literally just run down in your pajamas and like check on your <laughs> kiln or whatever you know so um and and as it just yeah and uh, god and they have a commercial kitchen because like the, the thing about residencies that can kind of suck is that you know, sharing a kitchen with, I don't know, 15 people can get a little bit, yeah, like yeah. gross or whatever. <laughs> but they have a commercial kitchen and they have two people working like, I think four days full-time cleaning. <laughs> so, oh. so it's always nice, like except for the weekends, you can get a little bit, you know, whatever. But uh, there's, you know, um, the dishwashers, this kind of like cycles go through so quick and, you know, just amazing um and there's a staff of like you know experts that can help you with any kind of technical question um uh just i it, i wish i could have stayed longer almost although it's a yeah. little hard because um it's in a small town uh you don't like if to do anything like to go to the doctor you'd have to take a train to another town and that kind of thing so uh it can feel like it can get a little um i don't know I feel a little lonely after a while, even though you have a, like a core, like your group of uh, residents, you know, depending on like who's there at the time. Like when I was there, 
the majority of them uh, lived um, nearby, but like in Amsterdam. So they would just go home over the weekends. So there'll be maybe uh, like three people left over the, you know, so, you know, so it can be, get a little bit like, um, uh, I don't know, like you, if you miss home, you're like basically living in the dorms. Like you don't have any of the comforts, you know, yeah. um, although I would have to say it's, it was the most comfortable residency as far as like, you know, kitchen and just like materials and supplies I've ever been at. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I yeah dream to go back <laughs> yeah nice that's really when I went to um the ceramic I went to the pottery workshop in Jane Dijon the I was there for five weeks and mm-hmm. for the first two weeks everyone hated each other <laughs> like it was bananas like every and then sort of like everyone's hatred sort of like went on to one person no. and then and then yeah, yeah they perfect sort of, as long as you're not that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of, so then I was so scared that I just like didn't talk to any like I didn't really talk to anyone yeah <laughs> so uh so it was five weeks or is everyone there the same five week chunk or no. just people so it's sort of but it was shifted like it was like overlapping by weeks yeah so, like you'd be with there with like three people for two weeks and then one person would come for three, yeah. you know, it was sort of like that, but it was okay. never like a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it makes a huge difference who you're with. Like, yeah. 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 So I, uh, EKWC was kind of like how you, you know, um, it was staggered. So you were never with the same like 15 people for the whole three months, which I really appreciated too. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three months is a pretty good amount of time. Is that the one of the longer ones you've done, or have you done some of like, year-long ones no that three months was the longest I've done um uh yeah three months is a long time um the the shortest was two two months uh so I've been doing um three two to three months um but I can't imagine in five weeks that you'd be able to do like a a lot of work because of the clay drying you get it's crazy you get a lot more work done than you think but it helps to have a goal. Like it helps to yeah. go there. Now that I've been there, like I would definitely do it differently because of the way the thing, how everything works. It's like everyone does everything for you. Like mm-hmm. you don't, you're really, you just become a designer. Um, but, and I didn't know, like I, there's no way to know unless someone sits you down before and is like, this is exactly how it happened. Like, and even if someone tells you they're only hitting like a, a little bit of what is possible so yeah yes you can get a lot done if you have like I got a lot of stuff made yeah but it was also like now I would totally like go and be like with drawings you know wow wow but that um like yeah I think like five weeks you know five weeks could go by so quick but um I think that's like one of the hard things about doing a ceramics residency is that to have that kind of commitment or like to, to to commit to something and say like, okay, I'm going to, you know, put everything here, especially New York is the first place that I've ever lived where I feel like it's so hard to leave or I'm like, I get really anxious about being away for more than like a week at a time. <laughs> uh, and, That's true. And, um, yeah. I mean, it sounds really daunting to, to decide to like put that on pause and just be away for three months, but, or, you know, even like I finally, I, before the pandemic, I um, had finally started like applying to residencies, Mm -hmm. all of which were, you know, canceled or postponed. (laughs) Yeah. And now I probably won't apply again for another couple of years because I, but um, 
yeah i mean that it's a big commitment to to go to a place like that especially when it is because often they are in kind of you know out in the boonies somewhere um, yeah 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 i mean i i didn't go i was like i, I kind of treated it as my uh ceramics education because i um like i i always felt like since i didn't study ceramics at school i was picking up bits and pieces from you know like and i just wanted to have um go back to school for it but then i just couldn't bring myself to commit time and resources to going to grad school or going to yeah. you know so um you know when I thought about what would, I would want out of the experience of going to grad school um I felt like I could get something similar from doing a bunch of residencies so I kind of uh really um pushed to do them and thought like oh it's better than being away for two years I'm yeah. just going away for three months yeah. you know <laughs> like so yeah 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 that that's a I like that way of looking at it I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, th this was probably always happening and I just wasn't as aware of it, but um, like, instead of going to grad school, I just feel like there are like somehow more alternatives. Not mm -hmm. that that's that new of a, you know, residencies have been around for a long time, but all of a sudden I feel like there's just, and I was, maybe I just wasn't aware, but there's like more ceramic artists that I really like who didn't study it in undergrad and then grad school and then you know have been doing it forever um and they just sort of like picked up pieces here and there and that that's one of the really cool things about Greenwich House and Cami and I both taught up at the 92nd Street Y which is a smaller place but has also been around for a really long time and um there are like a, a lot of great people that just started taking classes at a studio like that and kind of slowly rolled it into their work did you just decide to start taking classes? Yeah. So um, actually, I started off at 92nd Street Y. I oh, took cool. a, um, I took like a hand, like a wheel class. And then I just, I, I got so impatient because um, it felt like, you know, there was so much um, ramp up in order to build what I wanted to make instead of, you know, so yeah. I, yeah. So and it was kind of far from me. And so I, I switched to Greenwich House and then I just been there ever since pretty much. Um, and like so many teachers go through there and they have yeah. workshops and things. So um, yeah, I learned a lot by being there and there are people that have been doing clay for like 30 years there. So yeah, you know, that, that, like giving <laughs> advice. So yeah. <laughs> They love giving advice. <laughs> yeah, so I got a lot of advice. They're so. just waiting for like a young person to impart all their knowledge on. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh... That's cool. I love that. Um, that's actually really inspiring for, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to love that for sure. Because I think we have a lot of people who um, have like, you know, aren't, you know, they just have just started getting into ceramics and they're like really excited about it. And it's exciting to know that, you know, if you just stay with it. Also, you know, it's a really big deal to be honest with yourself about the pottery wheel, right? Like you're going to spend two years on it, yeah. getting good at it when you can actually make, you know, have a stronger voice faster in handling. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah. do you, Sorry, do, you two, do you two do the wheel too or? Um just because I, I teach ceramics, yeah. you know, so I, yeah. did, I hadn't thrown for years and then I got the job at the 92nd street Y and had to relearn how to throw. Um, and, and every now and again, it sounds fun, but it, it never like, 
um, uh, whenever I'm like, you know, it'd be nice is to throw today. Then like by the time I'm set up and I'm throwing the first piece, I'm like, that's not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love, I really, like, I actually have fun coil building stuff, and I don't do it as much as I used to, but, like, I have a lot of fun doing that, but even sometimes that, I'm like, that's ah, not that much fun, you know, <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get the thing, like, I, I really like making work, but mostly because, like, there's work that I want to make, it, mm -hmm. it's like, and I like the problem-solving aspect, but if there's nothing weird about the piece that I'm trying to make that I need to figure out it's like a lot of times it's just you know kind of the means to the end it's not like something that I necessarily really enjoy doing hmm. that's interesting because a lot of my work is really boring to make um and it and it's just like a lot of it's just kind of tedious work when I'm actually in the middle of it yeah um, but I like the like sketching and planning a lot um yeah but right now I'm in, I'm in a, my studio is in a really bad place where it's, I kept doing like the fun bits of work because I um, have been kind of like in a lull in there and I'm like trying to restart and get some new stuff moving. And I kept doing all the fun parts and now all that's left in there is the, <laughs> is the boring parts of like a number of different pieces in the studio. And so I had to start actually just making lists of like, <laughs> what needs to get done on those pieces because I can't I can't start anything new and do the fun part yeah. wow I, I that's very um uh admirable that you can like push through and and do the boring <laughs> we'll, stuff we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's funny I really I didn't real. I forgot about like that aspect of your work Gus like I'm sure you're just sitting there with a paintbrush Okay, so I've been I I just started painting with acrylic paint for the for the first time like in the last couple of months, and I started a piece that's like um, four feet by four feet, and it's covered in two inch tiles. Wow! And, and they like run at angles, and it's not that much, but I but I didn't know what I was doing, so I painted the tiles first, and now I'm painting all the grout lines by. Hand. <laughs> 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 and I just can't do it anymore. Like I just can't stare at it. And I don't know what's gonna happen to it. <laughs> like I did it. I did it backwards, and uh, but just because I don't know how to paint, so I. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I love that. Like I love yeah. the possibility of abandoning a piece. I've like has that. You know when that happens when you're just like I just spent thirty hours of the on this thing. And I'm not, it's not going to work out. I'd be able to get to that point where I can just say no and throw it out. And I, I'm, I'm like starting to get there, but um, yeah, it's, it's hard. When you put it in the recycling bin and it's like, you know, like a, like an ear of a rabbit is sort of like corroding from the water. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, well, let's see what that looks like tomorrow. I get a sick thrill out uh, of like watching my stuff melt. One more ceramics-y question that I had was, do you still make functional stuff? I saw some stuff listed on your website and it's really great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do. Um, I have a lot, like all our dishes and like um, uh, and the plates are like things I made. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, I do make a lot of functional things. I just don't uh, share it 
too much because yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't really made like decorative like because I, I I think I posted like things where I, I drew on or whatever, but I do make just like just reg like just glazed no nice. no, no drawing yeah. pieces. Um, I yeah I love glaze and all the different effects and uh, playing with that. So um, yeah yeah just just for just for my pleasure. Um, nice, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Um, but yeah, your grout's going to be amazing. All the hand-drawn grouts. I'm just imagining. Oh, it. thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if, you can, yeah. yeah. if I can pull through. <laughs> yeah, push through. Like, it'll be really cool. Oh. Yeah, I love things like that where it is so, um, I don't know, like, you know, you, you can see that people, like, it's just like you just see how much time they spent on it. Yeah. Like, because it does add something, you know, that you just really can't describe. But um yeah, I, I think yeah. that's a lot. I, I, when I was in grad school, I lived with this guy, Will Preman, and he was making this really sweet work where he was gluing aquarium rocks, like those brightly colored ones you can buy for a fish tank. And he'd like glue them on and make designs with them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he would glue them on. He would sit there with a little bottle of super glue <laughs> and he would just put a little dab of it on and then he'd stick it on there. And every oh now and again, be like, because sometimes he needed to do them one by one to make these drawings. Uh -huh. And then other times he was just covering entire areas and he would, we, we lived in the same house and he would like, he was such a hard worker too. He'd work, like he'd go home for dinner and he'd work at the kitchen table, at the dining table while he was eating. And he'd like hold up two panels and he'd be like, okay, which one's better? And I'd be like, they look the same. And he'd be like, okay, because this one I glued every rock down individually. And this one I glued them all down. Like I just spread it down. And I'd be like, they look the same well. And he'd be like, I'm gonna go with the individual ones. I think I think they look better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but he was probably right, because they would they did have that amazing where you know, like the work was great and there were a lot of ways to appreciate it, but you could just you could just sit in front of it and just try and understand how somebody made it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you work super fast? Like are you just like are your hands like ah! Or are you just like meticulously slow, like finger mark by finger mark? Uh, me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you. <laughs> um, uh, I work. Uh, I think I work in bursts, super fast, uh, and then I'll like. Um, yeah, I, I work. I think I work pretty fast, uh, but then I'm working a lot of things, so then it ends up being slow because you know fast and on lots of different things ends yeah. up being yeah. yeah. I think both Gus and I have, use a lot of humor yeah. in our work. Yeah. But you I, also, I love, yeah. You also have like sign of, um, sort of, again, like I'm like kind of like balancing out the coming back to the solitary figure and also, but also like the feel of the cartoon and like the, yeah. What do you like? What do you think? Well, I'm definitely, uh, I want there to be humor in my work, but like not in an obvious way. Like I, I, I want it to be kind of ambiguous about whether I'm, I'm being funny or not. Um, uh, and I like it when it just kind of, uh, you don't know whether to uh, like, I like that kind of uh, tension between um, whether it's like sad or funny. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of things are, are that way. Um, uh, so, uh, and then like with, 
and I, I do feel like I, 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 all the like the creatures or figures I make are, I think of them as, at least uh, kind of as um, like characters in an animation that kind of uh, like woke up in our world. Like they're, they've been dreaming, but they just <laughs> happen to wake up here and they haven't like quite realized it yet. So uh, uh, like they're just kind of displaced um, uh, figures. So there's, there's something a little bit kind of uh, like tragic about that, but also <laughs> fun funny um uh yeah do you feel like you're drawn to uh, outside of your work are you drawn to like like things that are comic or like are you drawn to comedy or you like do you love humor are you like yeah I love physical humor like I love uh Charlie Chaplin like Tasha like, <laughs> like physical theater um and uh just when people can like you know just express things with their bodies in ways that you just can't with words you know uh, and you're just like how are you they're getting all these things across and so I I kind of try to do that with my work like um and, and but you know I with but you don't have the advantage of like actually movement. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I just, I just like, I'm very influenced by, by um, physical uh, theater. Like, I don't want to say mine because that's not quite right, but you know, like the, the, the kind of, I guess more uh, Charlie Chaplin comes to mind because I, his grandson um, does like uh, kind of a dance uh, theater and um, tells stories. His name is James Theory. Um, and uh, and there's just a lot of just kind of uh, weird uh, like humor you can get across with with uh, with your body. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm going for that um, in some way. That's not at all what I thought you were going to say, which is really exciting. Like, well, I'm like, wondering what you thought I was going to no, say. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was like, I mean, because like some of the pieces are so, I mean, there's obvious, I mean, I don't know if it's obvious, but some of them feel sort of like, in, you know, like Mike Kelly's work, you know, it's, like yeah. those like dolls from the 90s. It sort of feels a little bit like that, like not quite, it's not nostalgia because it's, they don't, they don't feel like they were from any specific time, but sometimes I'm like, oh, like sometimes I'm like, oh, Care Bears or something, especially because you don't get the movement with ceramics. Like that's the one thing you absolutely cannot have. Yeah. No matter how hard you try to trump play something to look like it's falling or like you just can't, it's just always going to be frozen in that form or space like that move like frozen in that uh position yeah that's what i want to say yeah yeah like i mean i i it's interesting that you mentioned my kelly and nostalgia because i do want my pieces to seem like familiar but in but strange like you know so there's that kind of is it that you know like it's weird but it's familiar and you know that's what i'm going for and um and as far as like uh, the movement, like I, I guess I'm thinking of it more as like, like animation is very um, like it's like there are things that you think about in animation, like just kind of how things are balanced and timing and all that, all those things I feel like can come into with sculptural work. Like I just kind of want them to seem like they, they've they been caught in the middle of some kind of action, I guess. So that's um, kind of what I'm going for. Um, yeah. I love it. So dreamy. Yes. So yeah, just, just, yeah. Like, the, I mean, like they would, they call the, like the liminal, the, the liminal space. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I'm, 
anytime anytime it's somebody that Cammy and I don't know, I'm always like, oh, what if they're boring? Or what like what if they don't think stuff is funny? That's like my my biggest yeah. this was like this was a real treat. This was really fun. Oh, well, it was thank really you. great to meet you. Thank yeah, you very so nice much. to meet you. Yeah, thank you both. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, it was me. so <laughs> awesome. This is like, it's so fun to talk to you because I'm such a huge fan of your work too. Oh, and thank then, you. yeah, really like, great. and I was also, yeah, back to the beginning when I was like, I can't believe we haven't met yet. So yeah. it's like, so it's like great. Um, I really, really appreciate you being on. It's like, like made the, made my week. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's made my week too. Uh, I look forward to meeting you in person. And if I like yeah, just do something like weird. stare at your socks, because that's what I did that to someone where I, like I met them for the first time in person. And I felt like I just couldn't stop staring at their socks because all of a sudden you can see things that you couldn't see before, you know? So yeah. Anyway. That's good. It's awesome. Okay. I'm going to look okay. forward to that. Okay. I'll put some good socks on. Okay. Yeah, me too. Right. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Thank you guys. Bye. 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 And, and we're back from you now. Gus, that was such a great, that was such a great conversation. So great. I hope that we can hang out with her in real life. I think we'll be able to. I think you, the world's going back to normal. Do you want to do that again and not yell? No. <laughs> okay, go. And we're back. <laughs> you can follow Yuna Paik at her website, her Instagram. We're going to put it all in the show notes. Um, YunaPaik.com. I'm just going to check that really quick. Yeah, I was right. YunaPaik.com. Cool. And I think she teaches at Greenwich House and maybe at Parsons. All right, Gus, this was a great episode. Thanks so much for um... showing up. Well, <laughs> you show up a lot. It's not that. It's I guess thanks for being present. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's our podcast.